Welcome to The Shift, where we have high-level conversations. I'm your host, King Zoe, and today you are in for a treat. I have my first guest, y'all, someone that I've known for years, uh, have been in the podcast industry, the radio industry, and I had the privilege of being on her radio show, on her podcast, and just a friend throughout her journey. And today she's going to share with you uh, adversity of a single woman and getting through struggles in this world without a strong support system. And with that being said, I'm about to let her tell her story and you guys just buckle up because you guys are about to be in for a ride. Here we are, Amber Hope. Tell us a little about yourself, <laughs> Amber. Oh, geez. Um, I am, first of all, thank you for having me as your first guest. It is very much appreciated and honored. So, you know, I value our friendship. So, um, and, and our creative flow. So thank you for having me on. Um, you know, I don't even know where to start. Um, right now I just made a huge change, um, living in New York city, and uh, did radio for a decade, a little bit of everything else in between. And so here I am. Uh, I like had my pod, uh, podcast launched in 2018. And um, yeah, just enjoying life in the meantime, you know, self-awareness, all that good stuff. A lot back to self-love. I love it. Y'all make sure y'all follow that, y'all. All right, Amber. So I brought you on today because you are a strong advocate for women. <laughs> yes. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. I would agree. All right. Perfect. So um, I would like to talk about adversity, more so in the workforce and somewhat in life, if they're kind of intertwined with each other. Uh, so I want to hit you with this question. Um, what was one of your most challenging times um, that you faced in your careers in radio? Mm, yeah, I would, I would definitely say radio. I spent a decade in there. Um, I started out literally worked my way up from being an intern to doing part-time promotions and then doing overnights because somebody called in and was like, oh, Amber's the only one available, but it was like that right time, right place. Mm -hmm. And then getting my first full-time job in the business. And then eventually when you and I met, I'm hosting my own morning show. Yeah. Um, but I think it's facing rejection on a consistent basis, uh, being told that I wasn't quite there yet, that, you know, there were other, quote, better people, um, but you just keep striving and striving and striving, but then you're just met with rejection. So I, I think um, being able to learn how to have emotional intelligence in the workforce, especially in a male-dominated industry like radio, was uh, a journey in itself. You, did you come up with any strategies to help you through this process? Uh, just keep my composure. I mean, tell myself, it really came down to the self-belief. Like I had knew at that time that I was making an impact in the audience, that I was gaining momentum, but a lot of times, as we know in the world, the powers that be, the people that make the decisions aren't always going to see your worth, aren't always going to see your value, or maybe just don't connect with you. And that's completely fine. But that doesn't mean that altogether you don't belong in a certain industry 
or that you should stop growing. So I think it's that it's that mental place that you have to tap into of that strength to know that you just got to keep pushing forward. Got to keep pushing forward. So can you give us a example of a time that it just painted in your mind of where you were just buried over a situation, probably because you were a woman? Yeah. I mean, it was towards the end of my radio career. I left in 2018. And uh, at that time, the spotlight was really on me. Um, I was very competitive in the market that I was in in mornings, um, but it was a medium-sized market. So it wasn't like a huge, you know, major market city or anything, but it was still a really relevant radio market. And I remember being in a, a closed door in a room with four men who were all critiquing the ratings and the show and trying to figure out like what was going to be implemented, what was going to be taken away and how we could really grow. First of all, I've always had an issue with men feeling that they know what's best for a woman when it comes to women, female targeted radio stations, but benefit of the doubt, I listen, held it together, but literally had a man in the room tell me that because I am single and I have no children, I do not relate to women with children, which looking back, like that, that's a little bit borderline illegal. Like you can't say that. But at that time I was so furious in that moment. I was so furious, but I knew don't lose your composure. Keep your emotional intelligence. Don't cry. Don't cry, Amber. That's all I kept saying to myself in that moment. Don't cry. They don't know what they're talking about. And so that was really hard because I felt like what is viewed at as a flaw with certain women who don't follow that path. It was, it was really being thrown in my face at that time um, for someone who was working very hard, very passionate. And uh, it was really unfortunate. And I remember I was so pissed off. I was so mad, but <laughs> I kept it together. I kept it together. And then when we had a follow-up meeting, oh, I let it rip. And uh, I walked away with my head held high at the end of that second meeting and with an apology. So uh, I guess, yeah, so I guess, okay. you know, I guess it kind of worked out, but still, um, it, it was challenging. Got you. So, because uh, I'm not a woman myself um, and I don't have children either, so I'm kind of like double- not relatable with this situation, but with you being a woman uh, and not have bearing any children, how did that make you feel in that time? And knowing that you probably have some wisdom to tell, because you are a very wise woman, um, to maybe uh, be an advocate for some of these women. But like you said, you had males telling you, you don't have a place here because you don't have children. You can't relate to these women. Did that make you want to have kids? Did it? You, you, no. You, I know, I, for the audience, <laughs> I know, but yes. <laughs> no, it did not. It made me want to go to social media at that time and just blow up the company I was working for on social media, but I didn't, I couldn't do that. Um, but I think it just, it, it, it reminded me that it was such a close-minded atmosphere and environment because there's this, and I can't speak for current day radio because I'm I'm not in it, but there's this facade that a certain type of, of listener has to have children, especially that listens in the morning. And so it was this like strategized, like every woman's going to have children by this age and, and, you know, in this demo. And so I, I kind of felt like pigeonholed a little bit. 
Okay. Like, okay, so I can't be a successful morning host at this time frame because I don't have kids, because I'm not waking up and, you know, or know what it's like on a day off to dress them, feed them, and then push them out the door. And like another guy in the meeting was like, oh, yeah, because I know that every woman who has kids, like she's just running around crazy and she doesn't, doesn't have time for self-care and to learn how to love herself. And I'm like, what? Wow. Like, that's crazy that you just group all women together as like you know um stressed out anxiety don't know how to take care of their kids rushing around like all of those things that you're like where do you where do you get your your facts from you know um outside of perception so yeah no but it did not make me want to go out and just bear children so (laughs) that's for sure that's for sure (laughs) i love it i love it oh man what was the apology like after they uh, apologize to you how did it make you feel uh, it didn't make me feel any better and that's where I think when you hear things about the steps of forgiveness and mm-hmm. what that really feels like like you have to forgive yourself or you have to <laughs> forgive that other person depending on the situation without having necessarily a conversation because it doesn't mean it's going to make you feel better right. you know like it's still kind of at my core crushed me a little bit because that was the standard that they were trying to to have in place is that women just had to have kids to to be in that spot in the morning when there are plenty of examples of non-traditional forms of creativity in all different kinds of day parts thanks to podcasting thanks to you know doing your own thing with youtube and not everybody has kids nor is that relevant in their content So it just kind of showed me that maybe I was just outgrowing Mm -hmm. the chapter that I was in and in the place that I was in, in that industry, that maybe it was just time for me to, which I did, you know, I hung up the headphones, (laughs) I would say maybe like three to five months after that. All right. From that, from that adversity, what transpired after that in your life? Like, did you take that fire, that fuel, and where did you place it? What did you do with it? Um, I have this agreement with myself that if I don't feel like I'm growing in an environment, then what's the point? Mm. If there's no purpose, then what's the point? And there was no growth for me where I was at. And there was no growth for me at that time in the industry. Um. So I decided that there were other passions I wanted to go after. I wanted to do more things on my own terms. So I walked away and I just channeled all of that into momentum forward to going to the next thing. Got you. So I, it had to be terrifying because you're not the regular woman. So <laughs> this is why it's, it's good to speak to a woman like you because um, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that... I uh, would love to take these leaps of faith as you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so when you went to that next leap of faith in your life uh, and realizing that I can't speak for you, but I know how it is for me when I go to a new phase in life, it's like, okay, where do I go from here? I feel mm-hmm. lost. I feel, you know, slightly depressed, just all these emotions just coming in at me. So uh, asking a woman, how do you, how did you handle your adversity when you were rebooting yourself into your next chapter of your life? You know, uh, it's interesting because as you know, as my friend, um, I've been pretty isolated for mm. the past 
five to six years. And I'm not saying that this is everybody's path or has to be. This just happens to be Amber's path. Um, but I've had a lot of adversity, both self-induced and just life happening. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I didn't have taking accountability. I didn't have a strong laid out plan of strategy. I was going off of intuition. I was going off to off of spiritual intuition. Um, and I was in taking the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And currently where I'm at right now, it kind of is really starting to make sense. But this is 2023 when I left. into. So you got to think from 2018, mm-hmm. 2023, yep. I've been sitting in the dark, reaching yep. for the light. Yep. Having people around me saying, oh, just map out your goals. Just set intentions. Just do, <laughs> you know, all of those like mouthpieces that yeah. just want to give you that advice. Like you it haven't already. Good. And as someone who is has massive anxiety and overthinks like you even said to me amber sometimes you can get so stuck in your amber world right and that could count against you but no one knows what it's like when you're stuck in your own trapped mind Hmm. trying to figure out why can't i be like everybody else on social media who's got all their plans and they're and and i started to feel really insecure Mm-hmm. And like, I was a failure at life that like, maybe radio was it. Maybe that was my one good purposeful thing on this earth and I'll never get anything else because I just could not see the path forward. And it continued. I felt mm-hmm. to get worse. I kept doing the whole wild goose chase and starting something, leaving something, starting something, leaving something, getting lost, getting depressed, getting anxious, and then just getting down on my knees and be like, please. And I still didn't get that. So it's like, this is where you have to trust life and you have to be patient because mm. you're not going to get the results right away. You're mm. going to plant the seeds. You're going to water the seeds, but you're not necessarily going to see the fruits of your labor for maybe five, six, seven years, 10 years, I know, mm. 20 years. I don't mm. know, but it's mm. taken a long time and I'm still not fully like, I don't know if you ever get there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's this like big ta-da moment. I don't think that that exists. I think it's it's multiple things along the way. But what I do know is I'm not necessarily in the dark as I was before in 2018. Love Even that. 20, well, I mean, we all were with COVID, but, and that changed things a lot too. What you had planned for your life pre-COVID was probably not going to look the same post-COVID. Love it. Love it. Now we getting deep. This is that crucial conversation moment right here. Cause I didn't want to tell you a story. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I, I was on the outside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 This is your stage right now. And I'm hoping someone uh, gets inspired by what you say, because you know, you and I had the conversations of we are rocks and people lives, and people put us on these pedestals, but don't realize the dark places that we have to go sometimes too. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the suicidal thoughts and, Cause I can speak from a male's perspective, but I want to hear from a woman. Cause typically, like I said, you're a different type of woman. You're, you are the front front of the modern day woman, I would say, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're like in that front leader, those type of women, the way how you're moving in this world and uh, redefining women, you know, that we, we don't have to just be moms. We don't have to just be wives, et cetera. But when you were in that dark place, Cause you're a lot like me. You don't have a lot of support. You, mm-hmm. you, you get what I mean? So for the people that's listening, 
how dark was it for you and what kept the light on for you for you not to like go over it on that deep end because you were there i know I... <laughs> yeah i was there multiple times yeah. i think even up geez even like six months ago all right um <clears throat> it's it's a it's a constant feeling of unfulfillment um unfulfillment what i want to say sorry um when you don't feel like you have a purpose um i've been enamored with death and this whole human journey ever since i was a little girl i used to creep into my parents bedroom and i'd wake up my mom and be like what happens after we die? And it'd be like two in the morning and she'd get so pissed off at me. Like, Amber, I don't know, go to bed. But I just <laughs> would lay in the dark and I would sit there and I would think about death. And I know that's so morbid, but it's true. And I would I would just become so fascinated with like, well, what does this all mean? Like, why are we here? But then, you know, you're a kid and you go through chapters and then you become an adult and then, you know, you're trying to figure it out. And then I got into the long standing party years of being a party girl. And then I found radio, but then I felt like my light got turned off with radio. Mm. And then um, once I left, I, I really had a true ego death because you didn't become relevant anymore. You know, mm. the people that wanted to be your friend or be your associate, oh, you have a signal to use and all this stuff. Yeah. So that was a whole like redefining who I was. But I definitely had those moments. Like I remember one in particular, I had to call a friend afterwards because I was really scared. Um, I was laying um, in a bathtub and I was really, really depressed. And I just kept thinking to myself, if I slid under the water, would anybody really truly know or miss me once I'm gone? Mm. And then I just came to and I'm like, no, because I, I had that that underlying fear of, but I don't know where I would go. I don't know what's next. So I called my friend to hold me accountable. And I said, you don't have to make any drastic calls or do anything or come over. Just Just be here with me on the phone. You know, I'll just be here because I can't believe that my mind goes there. Mm. And so that's a regular thing. Like, and what keeps me going is the fact that I got to see how this shit plays out. <laughs> like, that's really, that, that's really <laughs> it. Like, but sometimes I can get really, really dark with myself. Really dark with myself. Man. All right. Thank you for sharing that. I know it's mm -hmm. something vulnerable. I didn't mean to bring you back to a dark place, but you're someone that I know that can handle it <laughs> and get yourself yeah. out of it. Um, but I want to talk about the ego death because I feel like a lot of people uh, never really get to experience an ego death. Yeah. Like yeah. I experienced mine the first time from leaving professional sports and getting into yeah. civilization. Oh, know? yeah, totally. You know, you get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was it for you from a female perspective, you know, of that ego dying, that character that you created the, cause it's a different, it's a different uh, version of you. So it's, 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 it was that identity of who you were at a time. I think I'm still in it to be quite honest. I mean, I don't relate to a lot of things that most humans do on this planet. And I'm talking about <laughs> out of the material world. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> I am not 
I, I enjoy the material world because I know that it's fun. There's a lot of pleasure and adventure. And it's like, it, it's part of why, you know, we're here is to dabble in this material world, but I'm not driven by that. Whereas I've been misunderstood because I don't go after the same things that other people do. You know, I'm not trying to reach that brass ring. I'm not trying to go the distance and build a company and, and, and get on social media and go, go, go. I actually reversed. I deleted my social medias, you you know, like I went off the grid and I found (laughs) ways to, um, make myself, uh, you know, valuable in other ways because it was just, it was, it was draining for me. And it was actually more depressing being on social media than it was uh, anything. And so um, to to say that I can relate to a lot of people is hard for me because I don't. And so that's why, like, as much as I'm honored to be your guest, <clears throat> I would say that I'm a very unique woman Mm-hmm. to be talking about these kind of things because I bet if you had somebody else next to me, I bet she would be so accomplished. She would have all of maybe the businesses and all this stuff and like uh, one to 10 steps of how to, that I, I, that's why I chose never to try to become a life coach because my path was very unconventional, was very tailored to me. And so I, I just don't give that advice to other people because it's, it's been a journey. It's been ups and downs and depression and suicidal thoughts, but also very adventurous and fun and you fall in love with your life, but I wouldn't have had it any other way because of what I don't resonate with. Does any of this make sense? Uh, It makes perfect sense is right now I want to ask the question of, where is your purpose driving you today? Today, where is it going now? Like, so right now, I work um, in housing in New York City, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's been eye opening, and it's been emotionally exhausting. Um, it's been frustrating, but it's also been very rewarding. So that's kind of where I'm dedicating my time now. Is can't believe I'm here in New York city one. Like I never, Mm -hmm. ever, ever thought it would ever land me here. Um, but I'm enjoying helping. Um, I'm enjoying that I get lost in helping people. All right. I don't lose myself. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. Yep. So yes, I have a podcast. Yes. I have a background in media. Yes. I used to be on social media and yes, I could probably turn all of that into like a package deal. Here you go. Sign <laughs> up and take the course, right, you know, right, but right, yeah. I, I like what I'm doing for now and I enjoy my lifestyle when I'm not working and it. that's enough for me. Um, I used to have those big goals ever since I was little to be on TV and to be an actress. And you know what? I, I did those things. I've met celebrities. I did CW commercials. I did. I was in magazine articles locally. And so I got a taste of it. Mm-hmm. But again, it left me still in that place of unfulfillment, still depressed, still mm-hmm. having suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I, I think I really had to unravel and have that ego death which 
hasn't really left me. Like I'm still fully focused of like who I used to be and what used to drive me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not shoved in my phones. I'm not like fixing my hair and taking pictures when I'm out and about. I'm people watching. I'm just constantly in awe of the fact that we're on this planet. Nobody's getting out of here alive. Mm. We're all stuck on this planet and we just have to build a life that feels Mm. good. So what works for me isn't going to work for you Mm. or somebody else listening, but it works for me. Mm. And if I fail, which I have at any point in my life, and because I don't have a, a strong support that would be like, hey, don't worry. We got you. Go make as many mistakes as you want. Right. I also have that natural drive to kick myself into gear knowing, okay, you're going to make this big risk. It could not work out. Are you prepared to jump in and do what you need to do and get into survival mode if you have to? Yes. And I think that that's, that also has to be stated when you are not resonating with a lot of things that we have to deal with in this human journey and you want to go off and trailblaze your own path and do these wild things. And everybody around you is telling you, don't do it. You're making a mistake. (laughs) You have to trust in yourself wholeheartedly that even if you do fail, you're still going to be able to support yourself. You're still going to be able to get yourself back to a point of like, okay, now we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what to do next. But Amber, you know, so because you're speaking from past experience, you know, but there's yeah, yeah. people that are like, how? Because they can't see it. But you, mm-hmm. you're saying the key point of trusting your intuition and having that faith. You know what I'm saying? But they want they need they need to have that how for them to make these leaps of faith. And, you know, it's just like it's not how it works. <laughs> And I think that that's why there are some successful life coaches because they can, they're just naturally good strategists that can list out steps one through 20, follow it, read my course book, do this. But I I never wanted to go down that path. Um, And I wanted to figure it out on my own. And I even had life coaches along the way that would say, Hey, you know, I can help you uncover your blind spots. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to know that I can do it. Yeah. And then when you're, but then you're met with them, but you're not going to be able to do it. That's why you need a life coach. That's why you need someone that blah, blah. And I get all of that. And that's true. But because of who I am, yes. I wanted to figure out on my own. Okay. I wanted to find through my own hard work and revelations. I'm going to challenge you, friend, because you and I are a lot alike, you know? So I would say in the future, don't give up on being a life, lifestyle, whatever type of coach, because I had that same view of my life too, where God or this higher power has forced us to go through all these adversities, these challenging times, and it's molding us to become this coach so we can help these other people. Because we are, yeah. we are, we we're life is teaching us to be the teacher it needs us to be for the life students. You get what I'm saying? Because having a life coach, you're right, a psychiatrist, a therapist, man, I'm just gonna tell them what they want to hear. I'm gonna manipulate them because I'm too smart for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm already. We, yeah. A lot of times, we already have our own answers in our head, and we figure it out by going through life. People like you and I, but that's because we put ourselves and 
crazy situations that are not normal <laughs> situations. When <laughs> Most you, people would not be able to handle that. Come on. I know. I, I know. <laughs> that, that, that is why you are on the show right now, because I know. I've That's seen, why I have my interrogation light on right now. Man, I know. <laughs> because you make it sound so kind of like, um, you may not think this, but you make it seem so like, like it's it's not a big deal, you know. I left my you know, I'm like, hey, homegirl, you you know half of these people would have broke down. You know what I mean? No, it's true. It's true. I you're right. I I know I'm like, oh, whatever, blase about it. But no, it it crumbled me. Like I said, yes. I couldn't get past the suicidal thoughts it for mm-hmm. many chapters. Um, I I didn't find. And for me, like I said just a little bit ago, if I don't have purpose, mm. the material world is not going to hold me over. It's just right. not. Right. And so I needed to unravel and dive within, like even in relationships, like not even just work. Like when you dive deep and you do that inner work, it affects everything in your life. The ego death affects everything. Mm, it affects yes, the people you hang out with. Yep. It affects the lovers that you're involved yes. with. Yes. It affects the city that you live in. Yep. Your your drive to get out of bed, what you're mm. going to eat. Do you want to exercise? Do you want to just smoke some weed and lay in bed all day? Like, There's <laughs> so many different things that you go through because you feel so... It's, it's, it's actually in the spiritual community um, labeled as the uh, dark night of the soul dark night of the soul because you're in between but but i learned halfway into after i would say like 3 years in after i left radio that there's like multiple death nights of the mm-hmm. soul or dark nights of the soul and so i'm like oh i thought it was just one and done like i didn't know there was going to be like repeated times that i feel this like in between floating and and then you have to stay present in in the current reality of life because everybody's moving past you yeah getting degrees getting married having mm-hmm. kids launching businesses growing their social media build building up their bank accounts and flaunting it and you're like i'm just trying to get out of bed today you know, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure it out I'm not trying to launch a business right now, but damn, I wish I had a business to launch, you know, like, <laughs> so it's, it's such a, uh, um, a mind effery, you know, like, I don't want to swear on your podcast, uh, but it, it is, it, it's because when it's all said and done, when we leave this earth, we can't take any of this with us. Yep. But that's not a place to stay where you're like, well, then I'm not going to create nothing. You know, you don't want to stay there too long, <clears throat> but it can't be the driving force of like, oh, I have to build all this material world and this and that because we can't take it with us. And I think that that's that hard place for me because knowing that and seeing it and feeling it, you're like, well, then that could change the whole trajectory of my life. Yes. From um, this awakened state of being. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I feel like you spent three years in the mountains with the monks you you went to uh, Peru yeah. to do some ayahuasca. You uh, <laughs> you had about three ounces of shrooms, <laughs> but you ain't done none of that. You just took the natural course of life because I feel like this with you, Amber. I know you downplayed a lot, and yeah. uh, you kind of put 
these other people that are starting businesses and degrees and stuff on this false pedestal. Cause I feel like those are going to be your clients in the future, because I feel like you're being expedited to really understand the true purpose of life. Mm -hmm. You get, you get what I'm saying? Because you're going through this ugly process and realizing the material stuff don't mean nothing. You know, the six right. job, million dollar job don't mean nothing. None of this stuff at the end of the day means nothing, nothing. Right. The social media, all of this stuff, right? And we can't take it with us. So when would the other people start realizing it? And when they do realize it, guess who they're going to call? Amber. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't give up, man. You know, because yeah. you're gaining wisdom that to me, you are going through the school of life. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're getting your PhD in life. You know what I'm saying? When these people are in a rat race in the material world and they are operating on autopilot and old programmings, you, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I just thought to share that with you. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And not to say that any of that is bad. It's just... I'm taking it back to, you know, my youth when I would sit in the high school counselor's office and they'd want you to check off boxes of what you wanted to be when you grew up. My, there was never a box on that list. Oh, wow. Maybe the, maybe the like actress creativity okay. boxes, modeling, you know, like that would like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, entertainment, <laughs> but I never had a box to check off. It was always something that I didn't feel at the time was tangible, but I felt it, you know, and that has morphed throughout my adult years because I thought, well, I'm just going to be in radio forever. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd wake up one day and be like, "Mm." but it was a slow progression. Like I felt it for about three years. And then I finally made the leap out of it. Um, But all I can say, and anybody that's listening that can, you know, relate to this I've truly been trusting God and the universe and just having little nudges, go this way, go Mm. this way, go this way. This isn't going to work out. Go this way. Okay. And now go ahead. And you, that part right there, because a lot of people don't go this way in that way because of their comforts. So I just want you to talk about that is not comfortable going this way in that way. And, but letting people know that like you will be okay though even if it works out or not like you stated earlier like okay let, let me give you an example yeah give me examples example. are good okay yes this is, this is post <laughs> this is this is post radio okay and i ended up going back home to michigan and i always wanted to live in detroit for i mean it, it came down to move to detroit or go take your first full-time radio job that i got the call and got hired for well, I obviously was like, okay, Detroit's going to have to be put on hold because there's no plan outside of the fact that I want to live in the city. So I'm going to go do this full-time, finally getting full-time radio. But a lot of times, like when you have two opportunities present itself, I'm like procrastination, here we go. Mm. I don't know what to do. This looks really good on paper, but this, 
I connect to like my mm-hmm. soul. I feel like you like, have you ever felt like you're just getting pulled? Like yeah. someone's got like something around you, like pulling you. That's what I feel like when I have like, especially if they're like at the same time, two opportunities, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh wait, this pays more. This looks good on paper, but this is what I really want to go to. <laughs> and so I'll even, you know, ask somebody for advice, like, okay, here's the two different situations. And someone flat out said, you could do this on the side, but this, this is what your strengths are. Plus it's going to pay you more. I chose the other path because I was paying attention to what Mm. my inner being was saying. And my inner being was like, you have to go this way. Yes. Yes, You're only going to make $13, Mm. $13. So I just Mm. turned down the salary job. And someone listening could be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I trusted. I trusted Mm. that path. Mm. And let me tell you how crazy that $13 an hour path was. And who I met, who I met along the way and the the positive change that came from it. And just growth. Growth sometimes has got to take priority over a salary. Mm. But if you have family or if, you know, I understand there's like financial situations going on. But sometimes the growth that you learn on that path is mm. the salary, mm. is the wisdom, <laughs> is the gem. Stop playing. And sometimes it's going to look like $13 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they ain't trying to hear that though, Amber. No, they're like, hell no, $13 an hour. How did you even survive? I had like three jobs. That's Man. How. Oh my God. I love it. That's, that's the magic within this story because- those yeah. first people uh they need to hear it and you painted a great picture to visualize what that looks like throughout that process because lo- typically the average person is going to chase the salary they chase of the values you, you know course. what i'm saying and but I, I feel like god that's where god is funny because it, it it's testing you to see, you know what I'm saying? It makes it all shiny over here. And then this one's dull, but it's like, once you get past this dullness, I got a bigger door, way better than that salary job for you though, but you just can't see it yet. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to be on that path somewhere for your alignment to happen for the bigger door. Yes. So you may not understand it. You're like, why is this happening? You know, like even when, in 2022, towards the end, my life fell apart. Everything was being like, mm. and I'm like, what's happening? I thought I already <laughs> went through the bad chapter. I heard that. I thought I had the right, worst. Right, of the worst. Right. Oh no, this is it right now. But looking back and where I'm at now, I'm like, oh, okay. And even back two chapters before that, when I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And the dots are still being connected, but. I see why certain things had to play out even in the confusion, Mm. but trust me, it's still a mystery. I'm still figuring it out. And, and I think that's just part of, I think that's life. It's, it's like what I said to somebody recently, I love, love, love the book, the alchemist. Oh, that's a great book. Yep. It is like, I feel you experienced it. Yes. Yeah. And still yeah. am. And yeah. still am. Yeah. Do you think that he was worth, I mean, obviously the setting was different, but you saw how he was dedicated to get 
to the pyramids. Yeah, that was the only thing that, <laughs> that he thought about was yes. get to the pyramid. He met you know ladies along the way. He met friends and yep. bosses and yep. every in 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 trials and tribulations, but yep. he never he lost sight focus. of the goal. Yep. He was going to go through hell and back, but he was going to go to the pyramids. Like, that's, Yo, that, that's it. That's, that's one of the it. books I try to read once a year. Thank you, because I did not reread that book this year. So the, I know, I, me neither. I'm three months. To. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I got three months left, and thank you. I'm putting it mm -hmm. on, my, on my list. Mm -hmm. But before we get off the podcast, I have to ask you a hypothetical question. Okay. okay. All the stars are aligned. Money's not a factor. Resource is not a factor. What does that life look like for Amber? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I think I am currently in it. All right. But it's not all <laughs> revealed itself just yet. But I think the location is right where I'm supposed to be. That brings me, at least for now, the the um, sense of I'm not I'm not searching for something outside of me, and I'm not in a place of unfulfillment that I don't connect to certain things. Like if you if you live in a very family focused city that you feel, okay, I don't have kids and I'm not married. So therefore I feel like there's that unworthiness wound that's starting to rise up and everything. And so that's where I feel that um, I'm kind of right where I need to be at the moment. Love it. Um, but as far as other things, yeah. I mean, I have a mental note of, of what that would look like. Don't necessarily I mean, know if I want to share it, but come on, Amber, you're the first guest on the podcast. Make it juicy. Leave us with a positive vision. I <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to share it though. No, no, no. I definitely don't uh ever see myself as a life coach. But I definitely, if if no resources and there was no it was a magic wand, mm -hmm. I would want to do my podcast full time. And oh, I would want wow. to interview people with fascinating stories and not necessarily celebrities i mean that would be a bonus but just have really good stories and learning about people and then you know some fun content along the way of I love course. It. all right all right well with that being said do you have any wise words for the audience to leave them with that and let them know where they can find you Okay. Well, good luck because I am off the grid. You got but your you podcast. I know. <laughs> you can listen to my podcast on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And wisdom, you know, do what makes you happy. People are, there's always going to be somebody that's not going to understand you or your goals or that inner tick of like, go this way, go this way, or, oh, this doesn't feel right. And I know you can always throw in the economy. You can throw in where you're living. You can throw in all this and that. But at the end of the day, we're here to live a life that feels good. And sometimes it's going to be quite a journey, but just trust yourself. I think if I trusted myself deeper through previous chapters, I would have been like, I'm fine. Relax, relax, relax. But anxiety is is hard. So just trust yourself and live a life that feels good to you.
I love it. Thank you, Amber, for being on the shift, being one of my first guests. I appreciate Thank you. you. I yes. appreciate you too. And so much success with your podcast. Uh, thank you. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye-bye.